We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a weather-ready nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 59. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the Astronomical Spring 2019 edition. Woohoo! Yeah, we're Fe- going to. Felt like spring, didn't it, today? Man, it sure did. I was even in Springfield, which is usually a few degrees cooler, mm-hmm. and the sun was out, and my mom was out just picking up limbs from the last windstorm and. I was outside. We went and uh, hung her birdhouses out today. Yeah, we're going to get a report from the bird-watching ambassador here in a little bit. But uh, yeah, an overall just fantastic day. It's It's been a few really, really nice days. It has. Uh, now that Branson's back in school, spring break was last week. We had a little cool, couple cool days and some rainy days last week. Uh, but this week town of Branson's getting uh, overrun by spring breakers from Oklahoma and Arkansas, so they're still coming into town, but they get a little nicer weather, I guess, a week later. Oh, okay. See, I never know when spring break happens, because I don't have any kids that are, you know, in school, and uh, my kind of grandson, Logan, is 19 and in college, so I have no idea. You can tell by traffic. You can tell by going to Walmart. You know, Friday was insane, and I'm going to have to start... Uh, leaving a little bit early now <laughs> to get to get to work on the weekends. It's, oh yeah, it's nuts, and it's really not too bad. On Friday, I have an afternoon show. Everybody knows I work at the Hughes Brothers, so come and see us. Uh, we have a two o'clock show, so that means I'm heading home about four thirty. That's when it gets really crazy. Uh, everybody's getting off work; they're getting ready to leave for the weekend, and then Saturday is it, it, just nuts. Didn't you go to Silver Dollar City? No. You didn't? Saturday? Or last Saturday you didn't? Oh, you went to Miami last yeah, Saturday. Yeah, okay. I was in Oklahoma. But the week before that you went to Silver Dollar City. No, they just opened like Thursday for the year. Oh, I thought you went to Silver Dollar City. Not I. Oh. I thought I saw it on your wife's Facebook page. I don't know. Maybe that was a few years ago. Maybe she did. I don't know. <laughs> I thought she was at work. Oh, well, you know, I didn't see you in those pictures. So. <laughs> I'll have to ask her about that. Uh, yeah, I'll leave it to the podcast to stir up some marital discord in everybody. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it looks like this, uh, I, this stretch of nice weather is probably going to continue. We've got a little wave moving through tomorrow night, but it's not going to really amount to much. Uh, not much at all. I saw, you know, maybe out west, even well, well west of here, they could get half an inch or so. But that's that's hundreds of miles. I'm t- they're talking under a tenth of an inch over here, probably. It's oh yeah, in, you know, yeah. And models, I, the ground. Yeah, I checked models this afternoon, and uh, it's just this, you know, the GFS and the the CMC and stuff. They're just like this little little wave going through. Give us some rain. The thing about it is, it's going to make Wednesday a little. Eh, not yucky, but just kind of cloudy and 
you know, rainy off and on. But I mean, the National Weather Service keeps shifting the um, percentages. Like sometimes they would say, okay, 30%. Oh, no, it's 50%. Then, well, no, it's about 40%. And then 50. I mean, overall, what we can say and what we're seeing is just kind of off and on shower, light showers. So it's not going to amount to anything. But after that wave moves through, then Thursday looks fantastic again. Friday looks fantastic again. Then a little bit of a pattern shift. A little more wet. Maybe a rumble here and there. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. They're talking maybe a rumble of thunder. I've seen two different theories on this thing. I mean, what we pretty much know is it's going to rain. Yeah. But whether we can get some thunder in here, yeah, I'm it's not really early, sure. Though, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we'll be in spring, uh, officially in spring, on Wednesday at 4.58 p.m. So I'll be home. I'll be able to go out and uh, hug my trees. So if you have oh, any good. trees you need to hug. On the spring solstice, no, equinox. Vernal equinox. Vernal or, equinox. Or spring equinox. Some people call it the March equinox. I call it the spring equinox. Well, all that means is the uh, days are going to be equal at that point. The day and night's going to be equal. <laughs> 12 hours. Did you ever hear the old wives' tale of what you're supposed to do at the exact minute of the vernal equinox? Uh-uh. You're supposed to get an egg and stand it up, and it's supposed to stand up without falling over. Have you heard that? No. I read about it in the Farmer's Almanac today, and people swear by it that it only will stand up straight in the two minutes surrounding the, 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 the actual time Either of side the of equinox. it, yeah. Correct, of the equinox. That you stand an egg up on end, you know, just a raw, you know, egg in the shell on, on a kitchen counter or a table, and it's supposed to just stand there. Okay. Why? I, I can't tell you that. I don't know. Because it has nothing to do with gravity, right? No, I'm not sure if I... Totally buying into that, but well, it's the old <laughs> farmer's almanac, and yeah, people were on there swearing by it. They really they said it only works for them, and they've been doing it for every. It's a tradition for some families. They've been doing it for forty years, and they say it happens and it works. So I don't know. A raw maybe egg. we'll try it. I'm willing to try just it. Just an egg in a shell. You stand it up on end, and it's supposed to just stand At least if it's not going to explode in my face. They also I mean. say it's easier to stand a broom just in the middle of the room without without it holding on to anything. Just stand Well, there. I think everybody should try that, and then now, let us know. you can know. stand a broom. You can balance a broom, but an egg, I'm not sure. Anybody can balance a broom, though. Yeah. So, yeah, give it a try. Send us a picture if you have an egg balancing but that, that well, how cool. will we know it's balancing? Because if it's a still picture, they could just... Exactly. Send us a movie. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, send us a movie of how that's going to work. That's... Uh, I'll try it. Why I mean, not? I might as well. Well, you know, the, the weather's been beautiful here, but we've had some incredible flooding up in Nebraska. I've been seeing all about that. I mean, the National Weather Service in, what did you say, Omaha? Yeah. Closed, closed. Well, they moved out. Well, you know, if you got three or four feet of water coming in your station, I would move out too. It's just been incredibly, incredibly devastating up there. I mean, I've been. Uh, let's see what I was seeing. Uh, flood records were shattered in seventeen communities up there. Um, 
Well, the water is basically, I read today in an article where it's basically swallowing towns from every side. Yeah. You get that water, you know, it, it breaches those levees of the Missouri River. And that's what happened with the National Weather Service. It breached a levee near them and just overtook everything. I mean, it, that could it, be an, some expensive stuff in there. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I've been seeing pictures as well up there of just communities underwater. And I think it's a combination. Uh, I think I was reading, I can't remember where, what the, where the article was, but not only, I mean, they've been having blizzard conditions up there. And then all this rain from that really potent system that mm-hmm. came through. And then now the temperatures are warming up and all that snowpack of 12 to 20, 30 inches or whatever they got is now melting. And that water's got to go somewhere. It's got to, it's, it's going to go downstream into that Missouri river. And it, it, I mean, it's, it's incredible to see these pictures and our hearts go out to all those people. Think of all those farmers. I've seen farmers trying to save their livestock and, and livestock stuck in the mud and oh. it's just unreal. Yeah. And who would have thought flooding major ca- catastrophic flooding in Nebraska? I mean, right. <laughs> you think you think of that down in Louisiana and Alabama and Florida and places where hurricanes come in, but nothing up up in Nebraska. I mean, if, snows, yeah, we get that, but I don't know. Um, you know, I was looking at the Climate Prediction Center pretty much. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yes, pollen is out. We're going to get to our pollen forecast here in a little bit, but uh, the Climate Prediction Center is saying pretty much Temperature-wise, equal chances, but precipitation-wise, a little bit above normal for the whole southern, you know, us and to And it's the been south. saying that the past few months, really, it has. And, and, we've, yeah. and we've been wet. We haven't been in any drought, for sure. Right. So, you know, my pool is full. It's ready to open. Oh, yeah. and just needs some chlorine. Oh, and speaking of your pool, you did the coolest thing on our website, stormdarweather.com, that you put the live rain, what yeah. is it, the rain? Uh, the rain gauge. Live rain uh, gauge. Yeah. And then um, you put, you tried to do the wind thing. Yeah, I couldn't find a good flag. My flag was too big. <laughs> it was going to drag the ground, so I didn't put it out there. Well, I saw you put like this little bit yeah, of flag. Yeah, I put a tiny <laughs> <in there. laughs> It's like, mm, well, I kind of get it, but uh, yeah, for the for, <laughs> for the win, but yeah, I mean, I'm loving that, and I'm glad that you only do it, you know, some of the time, just because, you know, if the weather's tranquil like this, you really don't want to just watch. Well, nothing. you see my wife and me out there in our speedos, you know, Sunday. Okay, so. so I'm glad you nobody don't wants do it to a, see that. No, 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 no. I'm but glad. I'll, I'll do it when it rains for sure, especially if we get a nice spring rain that fills that thing up real fast. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, that's gonna that's gonna be nice because I, I was playing the show the other night and when it was raining and I or the other afternoon I think it was and so I called that up and it gave me something to watch during the show and I kind of <laughs> saw it, but you know about four tenths of an inch and then it went just a. I thought we would get about half an inch to three quarters of an inch more than we got that whole rain episode, but uh, no, half an inch isn't too bad. That was a that was a two day total. It wasn't just that one day. Yeah, and you know that kind of makes me kind of raise my eyebrows at the weather prediction center because you know a few several days before that they were saying oh three to four inches, right, right. and then they kept backing it off and backing off, and then the the like the day before they were saying okay maybe an inch to an inch and a quarter. And we only got a half inch here, yeah. so um, I, it, it's really hard to predict these kind of things. There were some flash flood warnings issued to our north, though. 
Uh, oh yeah, around Springfield, up north of Springfield, and to the east. So you know, people did get rain for sure. Well, was this the event that that Springfield just really got hammered, or, or it was around Springfield? That it seems really... like it. Oh, that's right, because I saw on TV where all of a sudden Northern Dream County into Polk and whatever that yeah, county yeah, yeah. is up there, um, you know, flood. They got two to three inches. Right. So this stuff is really isolated. I mean, in my opinion, it's it's isolated. I mean, it was widespread light, but the the isolated and. Just think if this was all in the form of snow. We don't think about that in, on March, on the week of March 18th. We're no. in full astronomical spring mode. Mode, yeah, waiting for it. So less than 48 hours we're going to have. Well, you know what else happens that day? Yeah, what? It's the uh, super warm moon. Super warm or no worm like, like creepy crawly worms. W O R M. Correct. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Yeah, that's just what they call it. There's not going to be worms <laughs> coming out. At, 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 yeah, that would be so. cool. That would be something to see and remember <laughs> and show the kids. But, <laughs> yeah, or, right. or worms start crawling out of the ground. No, it's just that's what it's called. But uh, yeah, it's supposed to have a super moon at uh, eight forty three p.m. On uh, the same day as the vernal equinox. The vernal equinox happens at 4.58. And then three hours later is the uh, super warm moon. Oh. That looks so. like, yeah. It, you know, we've been, we talked a little bit before we went on air here, but it's, there's a lot of super moons going on. That, 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 what if the worms were holding up the egg? Or the pull from the moon. Oh, that's what it is. Could be. I don't know. Super moon, you know. And send us your pictures if you got those. I mean, we we love it when you send us pictures. And I know, I've got to admit, we haven't been posting a lot lately. But the weather's been ideal. And there's, you know, nothing to to really post on. Remember that post that I did when it finally warmed up? And I went, ah. We got like 30 responses from that you know i thought you were at the dentist i don't know no no uh, no i I think that's in april when i go to the dentist or ever but uh and also when we talk about spring uh the the astronomical spring and stuff we're talking about storm season so we are going to start uh hitting uh storms and safety rules. Uh, Our next week's podcast is going to be our Safety, Safety, Safety 2019. We're going to hit all of the criteria for warnings, what you should do in warnings, so you want to make sure and definitely tune into that. And I've got this frog in my throat. Pardon me a second. (coughs) Yeah, I did not take a Claritin today. But, you know, I I told you, I went up to Springfield, and I saw my mother, and I helped her put up three bird houses today. So I thought that was really cool. So maybe we should, uh, that'd be a good segue into the... The Stormdar Birdwatching Report. Yes. So I talked to her today and uh, said, you know, you need to give us an update for all of our tens of listeners that we have out there to uh, <laughs> around this area. And uh, she reported uh, she continues to see bluebirds. She said the bluebirds actually arrived in late February, but they are scouting around and 
trying to figure out, you know, where to make their nests now. And she said the chickadees will be here before the wrens. Now, last week she thought she heard some chickadees, but she hasn't seen any yet. And uh, But so a little fun fact that she said I thought was interesting. She said sometimes the chickadees will pick a wren house to build their nest. Then the wrens will come in and decide they want the house, and so they'll get in there and destroy all the nests that the chickadees make and, uh, you know, build their, their nests. So I thought that was kind of mean, personally. Those birds can be mean. I, I've, I've seen them fight all the time. Oh, especially the blue jays. Mm-hmm. And uh, something else she said I thought was cool, is that she said the male goes and finds the birdhouse and waits for the female to come and check it out. And sometimes the females, they're like, doesn't have enough bathrooms, doesn't have enough bedrooms. So, yeah, let's let's not worry about this house. Let's go to the next house. So I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> we need one with a storm shelter this time of year, you know. Do what? Say it again. You got to have one with a storm shelter this time. Oh, of, year. I, of course. I mean, if you're going to build a house, you're going to go through all that work of going and gathering twigs and whatever's on the ground, paper and whatever, and build that nest. You got to have a safe place. Oh, yeah. Okay. Are we going off the rails here? <laughs> Where is this podcast going? Exactly? I I don't know. I I mean I gotta I gotta tell you I've been working on this thing for uh, Echo Hollow at Silver Dollar City. It's this huge medley, and I haven't hardly even had time to breathe. So that's why uh, we're going to bring back up the uh, uh, SPC risk levels for the for the weather school because I haven't even had a chance to do that. So in a couple of weeks, we'll be doing you know some more uh, new weather schools. So we'll get to that. And <clears throat> since I have my uh, frog in my throat and the trees are doing their thing, <laughs> it's time for the pollen update. All right. So uh, the types of pollens haven't really changed from last week. Uh, they are elm, juniper, and maple. And I'm not sure which one of those. I think we talked about this. I think the juniper is the one that's kind of messing with me. Uh, on Tuesday, uh, the pollen will be medium high. On Wednesday, it'll only be down to medium because that's pretty much, you know, that rain, little rain event we were talking about. But Thursday and Friday are in the high range. So if you are allergic to pollen and prone to sneezing and frogs in your throat like me and my mother, uh, you might want to get out those antihistamines. See, you're lucky, man, because... You're not allergic to anything. So if you're allergic to maple pollen, are you allergic to maple syrup? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Because uh, if you're allergic to bees, you're not allergic to honey. Yeah, I, I guess so. But if you're allergic to peanuts, you're allergic to peanut butter. Trust me, I know this one. Oh, that's true. Poor Grant. And peanut everything. Oh, yeah. Boy. And there's new research on that, too. Um I mean, this is not a medical podcast, but I've been hearing more about the the potential that if you if you feed your kids when they're babies, trace amounts, yeah, trace amounts or something, they get used to it. I don't know. Like I said, I don't follow that medical stuff, and I don't know what weather you need to have to grow peanuts. Well, do you? I think the flooding you could probably grow a lot of well, rice. You know, the whole growing of the peanuts thing was really started by George Washington Carver. And he's from Southwest Missouri. That's where he started. Really? Yeah, where Neo shows where he started school and actually grew up. Uh, in their Diamond is where the George Washington Carver National Monument is. Yeah. So you can go there and learn all about peanuts. I like to take my kid there just to say, you know, he's not allergic to the place. He's just allergic to the you know peanuts. Yeah. So so can can he be around like the smell and everything? No. 
He can't even smell them. No, he'll it, blow up like. Blue. Wow! So he can't even go there. Boy, that's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Allergies are pretty nasty, and especially if you're trying to talk on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> I will say, I mean, uh, most most of you will uh, not hear this until tomorrow. But Corey and I, we have an interview with KLFC tomorrow. I sure do. Early, early. Very, very early. It's seven thirty. Mm-hmm. So if any of you are up and listening. Uh, which you know you can hear my tired voice. <laughs> try try to try to talk and stuff. They were very kind and wanted to interview us, and may, maybe we'll get to talk about some storm season stuff. Hopefully so. Yeah. So I think now it's probably time to get to the weather school. A quick review on the storm prediction center risk levels because we are probably going to start seeing those in the coming weeks as we get into severe weather season. So let's get to that. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Storm Dar Weather School. So you've just learned that the Storm Prediction Center has placed your area in a slight risk for severe thunderstorms. This week we're going to talk in-depth about the five risk levels and dig into what they really mean. A moderate risk for severe thunderstorms is in effect for portions of southern middle Tennessee, northern Alabama, and northwest Georgia. Strong tornadoes, very large hail, and damaging winds are expected this afternoon into tonight, especially in the red and orange shaded areas. The SPC does an amazing job in monitoring the atmosphere and identifying specific areas of the country where ingredients could come together for damaging weather. They use risk levels to give us a perspective of the intensity of impending severe weather. The five risk levels are marginal, slight, enhanced, moderate, and high. These risk levels are based upon atmospheric conditions that could support the development of severe thunderstorms and tornadoes. The marginal risk is the lowest on the scale, and by definition, a marginal risk states isolated severe thunderstorms possible. Any severe storms are expected to be limited in duration, in coverage, and intensity. Elevated storms could produce winds from 40 to 60 miles per hour and or hail up to one inch in diameter, with a low risk for tornadoes. Next is the slight risk. This is plotted when scattered severe storms are possible. The definition of a slight risk is short-lived and not widespread, isolated, intense storms. The criteria lists one or two tornadoes, reports of strong winds and wind damage, and one-inch hail with isolated two-inch diameter hail. Remember that in a slight risk, they aren't anticipating anything widespread but a few storms will have the potential to reach severe limits. The third on the list is the enhanced risk, where numerous severe thunderstorms are possible. By definition, the enhanced risk states more persistent and or widespread storms with a few intense storms. 
This criteria lists a few tornadoes, several reports of wind damage, and hail from 1 to 2 inches in diameter. Moving up the scale, next is the moderate risk. Now we're getting into the area of possible severe weather outbreak. The definition of a moderate risk area is widespread severe storms likely, and it's defined as long-lived, widespread, and intense. The criteria reads strong tornadoes, widespread wind damage, and destructive hail two inches in diameter or greater. And finally, the high risk. We really don't see high risk hoisted very often, maybe once or twice a year. The high risk states long-lived, very widespread, and particularly dangerous intense storms. The definition of a high risk is tornado outbreak and ratio. Within these risk areas, we might see a black hatched area outlined as well. This hatched area is defined as a 10% or greater probability of a significant severe event occurring within 25 miles of a point. An example of a hatched area would be very large to giant hail or wind gusts in excess of 75 miles per hour. A hatched area could also indicate an intense tornado or two possible as well. The thing we have to realize about a risk area is that not everyone is going to experience a severe storm. As a matter of fact, the risk areas outlined by the SPC are quite large and cover a lot of real estate. But in reality, when severe weather strikes, it doesn't cover that much real estate. So when you get underneath a slight or moderate or even a high risk, be prepared for severe weather, but don't freak out. The SPC sometimes plots these risk areas several days before the actual event occurs. And these risk areas do change the closer we get to the actual event. Sometimes model data will suggest that the atmosphere could really be in turmoil three days out, but the next day, they could back off. So the SPC is very cautious on how they place these risk areas and the intensity. The risk areas are plotted first in a series of events that leads up to a potential severe thunderstorm watch or a tornado watch. So, the next time that you hear that your area is in a slight risk or an enhanced risk for severe weather, then just pay attention and be aware that rough weather could be coming. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And now when you see us post our uh, risk threat levels from the SPC, because everybody knows we do that, and we try to explain what it is, you will know just how intense they expect any severe weather to be. They can also check that out on the Severe Weather Center of StormDarWeather.com. Yes, StormDarWeather.com. Do we say that? And uh, yeah, you. I mean, you, and you're always updating that that site. That's yep. 
awesome. So, you know, check back every week or so, and we'll have new things up there. If we get pictures up there, we will uh, post those for the, uh, what do you call it, uh, the visitor pictures, or it's called something in it. Not really. Oh, okay. It's just, well, if you send us a picture, we, you might, we can yeah. name it something. Though. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> okay, it's time for this week in weather history. So, Corey, what you got? This week in weather history. Well, today in weather history, as a matter of fact, was the deadliest tornado in U.S. history, the Tri-State Tornado. Mm. It claimed 695 lives. That's a... That's that's oh unbelievable. Oh my lord! Yeah, that includes 234 in one town of Murfreesboro, Illinois, and 148 at West Frankfort, Illinois. You know, it started here in Missouri. You know, to the way to the east of here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 17 million dollars in property damage. That doesn't seem like a lot, but for when was that? Back in 1925. Yeah. <laughs> so that'd be like 17 billion now. Yeah, probably more than that for, for wow. three states. Yeah. So it happened uh, in the afternoon, you know, in prime tornado time between 1 and 4 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. So it picked up a school, picked up 16 students, setting them down unharmed 150 yards away. No way. Wow. Wow. And there must have been quite an outbreak that day. Seven other tornadoes that day claimed an additional an additional ninety seven lives. Now this thing started you know, in Missouri and then went up through what, Illinois and Illinois and Indiana, looks like. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I'm really I really wish we had the technology back then. I mean it's almost a hundred years ago that than we do today because I would love to see those maps. I would love to see exactly you know, how that atmosphere was behaving, how they can do I mean, nowadays it's just insane how much they can pinpoint and analyze severe weather. Well, I have another this day in weather history. Ooh, I was going to bring it up earlier, but this kind of builds upon that. Okay. Uh, March 17th, 1952. Now, I had no idea this happened. Okay. Let's see if you knew this. <clears throat> on March 17th, 1952, okay. the ban on using the word tornado was lifted. What? There was a ban issued in 1886. That banned the use of the word tornado because they were afraid that people panicking, thinking there was a tornado going to happen, would cause more damage than the actual tornado. Let me me read you this. Okay. In the 1880s, John Finley of the U.S. Army Signal Corps, which is a predecessor to the Weather Bureau, which is Mm -hmm. a predecessor to the National Weather Service, U.S. Army Signal Corps, uh, he generalized. He, he developed a generalized forecast on days tornadoes were most likely, but in 1886 the Army ended Finley's program and banned the word tornado from forecasts because the harm done by a tornado prediction would eventually be greater than that uh, from the tor- from the damage caused by a tornado itself. The thinking was people would be trampled in the panic if they heard a tornado was possible. The ban stayed in place. 
Let's see. The ban stayed in place after the Weather Bureau was, was formed, which is now the National Weather Service. A tornado later wrecked 52 large aircraft carriers at, or large aircraft at Tinker Air Force Base uh, in Oklahoma City in 1948. And it spurred Air Force meteorologists to begin working on ways to forecast tornadoes. The Weather Bureau also began looking for ways to improve tornado forecasting and established the Severe Local Storm Warning Center, which is now, which was a predecessor to the Storm Prediction Center. Ah, okay. The ban on the word tornado fell on this date when the uh, new center issued its first tornado bulletin. So they couldn't actually say tornado per the Army rules. Isn't that weird? I'd never heard that before. No. This comes from the national, from this, uh, records and archives of the Storm Prediction Center. So, Well, that, that in an odd way, I mean, that's kind of odd to me, but in an odd way, back then, what, 1952, did you say? Yeah. Like, it, it like 52? I mean, there wasn't near the coverage or you know media coverage or anything like that so i guess back then the uninformed if you did say tornado people might have freaked out well in 1800s or whatever you said that's what started when it started the band started yeah so they could not use the word tornado until 1952 yeah that seems late to me but yeah that's exactly right I'd never heard that before. I've, I thought I found that very interesting. Wow. My grandma was in a tornado in 1947 in prior Oklahoma. It, it would have been a considered a catastrophic. It took the whole town out at least an EF4, maybe even higher than that. Wow. Uh, killed tons and tons of people, but they didn't call it a tornado. I was going to say, back what, then what it was call probably- it, a cyclone or a twister. Well, my grandmother... May she rest in peace. Uh, she would always talk about a cyclone. Yeah, yeah. She would say cyclone. There was a cyclone, and maybe that's the reason. Because I would think so. And they don't ever say the word tornado in the movie Wizard of Oz. It's a twister, right? You know. So, oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because my grandmother was born in 1906, and so she would have been, you know, gro- grown up in that. In that mindset or whatever, yeah, I, I definitely remember her saying cyclone. She never said tornado. Here's what I don't understand: is I'm a weather history buff, and I had never heard this until yesterday. How about that? Isn't that something? You got a new wrinkle in your brain. I guess so. Yeah, you've heard that, haven't you? No, but no. I, I have lots of wrinkles on my forehead. <laughs> no, I've always heard that. I don't think it's true, but I've always heard that. Every time you learn something new, you get another wrinkle in your brain. Interesting. So I guess people that are, you know, Harvard laureates or whatever, they have their brains like one big wrinkle. You know, I don't I don't know. Here's another interesting tidbit on tornadoes. Oh, yeah. Uh, in Oklahoma, anyway. Okay. Uh, the TV stations, Channel 6, which is still one of the top uh, weather stations in, in, in the state of Oklahoma, they, uh, when there was a tornado warning, and it could have been probably right around the early 50s, they had the technology, which it wasn't really technology, but they could, if they, they knew there's a tornado coming, they had the technology to pick up a phone and, and, and die. And, you know, they had some kind of a rotary something. So they, they did something that enabled 
the top of the tallest building in Tulsa to turn red. It turned red lights on. Them. Oh, so wow. People knew that if that building was red, they needed to take cover. Isn't that cool? Oh, that's a really cool way to do it. Yeah. That was before, you know, the big weather wars in Tulsa, you know, started. There's probably only one station covering it at the time. Uh-huh. But you knew if that that building was red. The building's still there today. I and mean, They don't do it anymore. But if that building was red, then you needed to turn on Channel then, 6. Then and everybody <laughs> could basically see that for miles right, around. Right, exactly. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I thought that's I don't know what you're gonna do during a, during the daytime tornado, but at night, if that building was red, that building was red, you knew something, wow. something you know, was coming. Uh, you, you've been a wealth of information, so I'm gonna have to you know give you one of these. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, sit down, everybody, sit down. It's okay. <laughs> I got it. You'll you'll be here all week or whatever. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> wow. No, that's very interesting. And I I I wonder if. Would you say Oklahoma City or Tulsa? Tulsa. I wonder if other cities had adapted that. I don't know. You know, because I saw on the TV the other day, uh, they were talking about uh, the placement of the uh, Tornado Alley. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be Texas, Oklahoma, and then Southwest Missouri, and blah, 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 blah. And then they have shifted it more towards Oklahoma, you know, Oklahoma, Kansas, you know, southeastern Nebraska or whatever. But the documentary I saw had it shifted so Southwest Missouri was right back in the middle of the Tornado Alley. So I don't know. Well, last I saw, they were shifting into the east, but I don't buy any shifts. I mean, there's cycles that the, I mean, you get years and years of cycles, but eventually it's all going to end up right back where it was. Uh, Right. I I, I agree. Yeah. And, and and it's cycling. I mean, we have been seeing a lot more extreme weather mm-hmm. here lately. I mean, these past two powerful systems that have gone through that brought us those that huge damaging wind events. I mean, across the entire plains. Uh, that's kind of unusual. I mean, we we have systems come through in previous years that have brought a little wind, but never really a high wind warning. Nowhere around here. Uh, yeah. And I, that, that does more damage than a severe thunderstorm warning, more widespread, because it's everywhere. I mean, it's just... And, and it's persistent. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I don't remember before then oh, a high wind warning anywhere around here. You see it more on the flat plains oh, of yeah. Nebraska or Texas, Texas or, or, yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, and you know what I think? I think you and I need to get together and put our heads together. It's since it is spring, we need to get together and figure out our spring severe weather outlook. We haven't done that. I mean, the winter uh-huh. weather outlook kind of got out of hand, but we really didn't have any winter because yeah, my big, didn't. my big, I just want one snow turned out to be a half inch. Was it really that much? That's no, uh, it was a good strong a bit, half right? inch. Okay. <laughs> Hyping that up a little bit. Well, it depends on it. But, but you know, Kimberling City, they had like a, almost two inches over there. So mm-hmm. I, I, you know, uh, so I need to, to call Mother Nature on my, on my hotline. Yes, I do have a, a side hotline to Mother Nature and tell her what I mean as one good snow is like a three to four incher that stays a couple of days and then, you know, temperatures warm up and goes away. <sighs> a good snow for me is... Six and above. Oh, really? A you, decent snow 
is four to five. A good snow is six and above. A great snow is 15. I think you're in the wrong part of the country. <laughs> you need to be in uh, well, no, I don't, South Dakota. Just because <laughs> it's a great snow doesn't mean I like the snow. Oh, okay. But it's like fine. It's China. something that we would talk about for years to come. Yeah, you know, I, I, I mean, there's been snow up north. Well, it's been all over, except not here in Branson. Yeah. I just so we've been lucky, right? Oh, well, it depends on what you mean by lucky. I mean, were the kids they now they did cancel school a couple of times once, once, and that was. Due to the fact that we could have had some freezing rain that never really happened. That's right, because we had mostly freezing rain yeah. than snow. And freezing rain, which we all know, is worse than a big snow because... And we didn't really get any here, but... You know. Nah, but just 7 to 10 miles to the south of us, it we sure did. Oh, I think we're reminiscing on what winter could have been now that we're going into storm season. Well, now, you know, everybody who wanted a snow... They're already in spring mode after a day like today. I think. I'm definitely we're, 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 uh, one there. of our one of our followers, our avid followers, Kimberly. Uh, I don't know if she's listening or not, but I hope she is. Uh, she and I are on the same mindset. She she commented on a post the other day. She's ready for storm season, and I tell you, I am. She's too. always ready for storm. Season. Oh man, I yeah I. <laughs> so are we. So yeah, we're yeah we're gonna have to try to think of something to kind of beef up uh, everything. I mean, we got everything in place to give you know warnings and watches and everything, but you know now we we need to get some cameras. We need to get some you know you got your camera out in your backyard. Yeah. Uh, we need to figure out. We just need to do some thinking about this to give get everybody our uh, best coverage that we can. Okay, so let's get into the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. And this week's Stormdar weather weather word of the week is... Aggradation. Hey, you said it right. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what's that mean? Well, it's a progressive buildup or raising of the channel bed due to sediment deposition. Right? That's like the rocks building up or the dirt. Uh, say that again. A progressive buildup or raising of the channel bed due to sediment. What is that word? It's deposition. Deposition. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> It depends on what state you're from. Yeah, that's true. You could be from Ontario. Yeah. Permanent or <laughs> continuous aggradation is an indicator that a change in the stream's discharge and sediment characteristics are taking place. Right. So, tell me exactly what that means. Well, when you have flooding, I mean, this is all because we've been talking about the flooding in Nebraska and stuff. Uh, it, it's a buildup of the raising of the channel. In other words, the flooding is coming is starting, but then you have downstream and upstream sediment coming mm -hmm. in and it kind of changes the, you know, it starts piling up and kind of starts changing the direction of everything. So when it says a permanent or continuous aggradation is an indicator that the change of the stream's discharge and sediment characteristics is taking place. That's with all this sediment and, and, muck that's coming in from these floodwaters like i said all the snow is melting now that 
and and that water's got someplace to go, so it's not going to be just water. It's going to pick up sediment, right. rock, dirt, uh, any dead vegetation that's up there, and then kind of flow that in, and it's going to kind of alter the stream stream flow. And that's what they really got to watch out for, because if you get a lot of this uh, aggradation going on, uh, you know, where you think is going to flood may flood, but then other areas may flood too, because it's going to change that stream direction. Nasty. Huh? Very cool. Anyway, so yeah, so that's our weather word of the week. Man, this is a fun podcast. <laughs> Can you believe that we are almost to 60? Next week will be 60 episodes. 60, huh? Yeah. Wow. And what you should do is go and listen to like our earlier versions, like uh, you know, podcast number eight or nine or something like that, to see where we really didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> we figured it out. We've got all these cool things now. Going I just on. sit here. Yeah, but I do. All, that's right. I do all the work. I know. Well, you do the website, so. <laughs> Yeah, so definitely go to the website. Man, this has been a fun, information-filled podcast this time. So if you got anything, uh, just looking at the notes here, um, uh, birds. I mean, now my mother, the ambassador, lives in Springfield. So she's saying that the wrens are going to come down and uh, arrive here first. And she said pretty much the wrens are going to be arriving there in April sometime. So maybe the end of March, which is only a couple of weeks, you know, and then into April, that's when the winds are going to come up. And I'm sure we're going to see lots of bug activity increasing, uh, snakes coming out, wanting to sun themselves, coming out of hibernation. Oh, you're, you already have that. Oh, really? I haven't uh, seen oh, any yet. Yeah, you do. You, definitely. On days like today, oh, you, yeah. can, you, you can bet 100% that they're they're out there. Ooh. They're... they're they have awakened. I think they're probably not just stunning themselves. They're snaking away or whatever they snaking do. away. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a they're I mean, hissing hissing <laughs> up a storm. Stormed our weather, snaking away. That's what we're doing. <laughs> That'd be cool. Oh man, I think it's almost time to wrap this thing up. I, I have mean, an idea I, for a podcast. Okay, what's Let's that? See what our readers think about this. Okay, we're gonna have a special guest coming up. Not today, but you know, in a future podcast, mm -hmm. the special guest has been uh, learning about weather all year and has expressed interest on coming on and explaining exactly what he's learned. And this is my eleven-year-old son, Garen. Oh, he's been learning. Uh, they, they they teach a lot of weather and and science class here in Branson School. Good, a lot more than I ever got. Yeah, uh, he knows from everything from anything i mean i was surprised of what what he knew water placement and and uh, flooding and why they build dams in certain spots and all. it's just amazing what and he likes to talk about it and uh branson schools i mean all his teachers they they're in awe they they know that his dad works at stormed our weather and they they really think that's cool so i thought we he, we bring him on as a little guest for a segment I would love he to thought, have he Garen thought that on. would be really cool, and I thought, well, that would be pretty neat to talk about what you've learned here in school. So he's only in sixth grade, so uh, that would be awesome. I, you know, and honestly, I wish we could get more of the younger crowd oh. Oh, yeah. in here talking about. So maybe that will 
uh, catapult us into getting some. All the some teachers will be listening for sure. He'll he'll promote oh, it yeah. at school. Let's so. bring the teachers in. <laughs> sure, I've got I've got enough for eight channels, so I got enough for six people to come on in. Perfect, <laughs> we could do that. Oh, that would be fantastic. Well, and he's eleven. Yep, because I remember we, when we did our winter weather outlook a couple of years ago or whatever. I remember uh, he was there. And he was talking weather to me. That was two years ago. Oh, two, yeah. two or three. He, I he forget enjoys what we did. It. He enjoys the weather. Yeah, yeah. Out we, of all my kids, for some reason, he's the most weather weathery person there is. Yeah, we definitely need to have him on the podcast. Then he can play it for all his friends and see yeah. how important he is. Yep, for sure. They'll probably listen to it at school. That would be really nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's plan that. Let, we'll talk after the awesome. podcast and, and try to figure out when we can get him on here. Okay, I think it's about time to wrap this thing up. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to check out our new website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.